with me this morning as uh, we honor the reading of the wonderful word of the Lord. Today we're looking in the book of Acts chapter number 16. The book of Acts chapter number 16. Reminding you, of course, next Sunday is Easter Sunday. And if you want your seat, you better get here early because the religious folk come to church next Sunday. Amen. (laughs) Christians come year-round. Religious folk come on Easter and Christmas and Mother's Day. So, and we're glad to have them. But if you want your favorite chair, you better get here early next Sunday. And please, if they're in your chair, don't ask them to move. <laughs> the book of Acts, chapter number 16 this morning, we're going to read, begin with verse number 23. Acts, chapter number 16, begin reading with verse number uh, 23. It says, when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the, so- in the stocks. Not socks, but stocks. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns, or uh, Berkeley translation said they were worshiping and singing praise songs to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Immediately all the doors were opened, everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice, saying, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in, fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all his and his family were baptized. Now when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them. And he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his Household. Look at verse 25 again. At midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. Berkeley uh, translation said they were, they were worshiping and singing praise songs to God. At midnight, Paul and Silas were worshiping and singing praise songs to God. This morning I want to talk to you from the subject, Praising Our Way to Victory. Praising our way to victory. Father, we thank you today, Lord, that it is your will that we live in victory. And God, I believe there are those that are here today and they are not living in victory today. Lord, they, Lord, they have been bound. Lord, they, they have allowed the enemy of their soul to take them captive. But today we're going to be free from our bondages today. We're going to be loose today. Amen. We're going to praise our way to victory. Father, anoint us, enable us, empower us by your Holy Spirit, we ask in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus Christ. And all of God's people said, praise the Lord. You may be reseated this morning. How many understand that life is filled with battles? That the devil is constantly throwing obstacles in our path in order to test our faith. In John chapter 10 and verse number 10, Jesus recites the vision statement of Satan. And Jesus said that his statement, that his vision statement is that the devil's vision statement is to steal and to kill and to destroy. 
Peter writes in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, he said, your adversary, the devil. Peter calls the devil our adversary or our our enemy. Your adversary, Peter writes, the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Friends, Satan will eat. Uh, you up and spit you out if you will allow him to. His mission is to steal, it is to kill, and it is to destroy. He, he desires to steal your victory and steal your song and steal your joy. If you'll allow him to, the devil will kill your dreams, he will kill your hopes, he will kill your faith. If you will let him today, the devil aspires to uh, uh, destroy uh, your home, destroy your family, destroy your influence, destroy Destroy your very soul. The bad news is today we have an enemy. But the good news is this morning we are not defenseless. God has given us weapons to fight with. He's given us the Word of God as a weapon. The Bible says that when Jesus went into, uh, uh, went toe to toe with Satan in the wilderness, that his weapon of choice was the Word. Three times Jesus defeated the devil by saying, It is Written. Thank God for the weapon of the Word of God. We also have been given the weapon of the name of Jesus. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 10 says that at the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow, and those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth. We have authority today in the name of Jesus. I heard the testimony of a young lady that was being attacked and forcibly raped. She said that the Holy Spirit rose up on the inside of her and she said she stuck her little petite finger in the face of her attempted rapist and she said to him, she said, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, I rebuke you and I take authority over you. You have no power over me in the name of Jesus. You will not rape me. You will not hurt me. You will not harm me in any way. And she said the man got up off of her and ran away. Thank God today for the weapon of the power of the powerful name of Jesus. Well, this morning I want to talk to you about a weapon that most Christians don't even think of as a weapon. They think of the word as a weapon. They think of prayer as a weapon. They think of the name of Jesus as a powerful weapon. They think of the Holy Spirit as a weapon. But friend, there is a very powerful weapon that we have in our arsenal that works every single time. And it is the weapon of praise. I believe this morning we can literally praise our way to victory. There's an old song that goes like this. When you're up against a struggle that shatters all your dreams... Well, when your hopes have been cruelly uh, crushed by Satan's manifested schemes, well, when you feel the urge within you to submit to earthly fear, don't let the faith you're standing in seem to disappear. Praise the Lord. It will work for those who praise Him. Praise the Lord. For our God inhabits praise. Praise the Lord. For the chains that seem to bind you serve only to remind you they draw powerless behind you when you praise the Lord. I'm telling you this morning, somebody here today needs this word. I believe that I've got a word for somebody here today. Oh, somebody here today is down. Somebody here today is defeated. Somebody here today is depressed. Oh, Satan has you on the map this morning. He's choking the very life out of you. And the referee is counting it off today. One, two, three, four, five. 
5. I don't know where you are in the count today, but I want to tell you this morning, oh, that before he gets to 10, God is going to get you back up today. I said before the referee counts to 10 today, God's going to get you back up off of that mat. Amen. You're going to be like Clark Kent going into the closet and coming out as Superman. Oh, I'm telling you this morning, you are on your way to victory today. You may be down. You may be defeated today, but you're not out. I'm going to help you today as we praise our way to victory. Hallelujah. Well, give the Lord a shout of praise this morning. Amen. Well, let's look at our text this morning. Four things that I've discovered here. First of all, notice the incident. Notice the incident. Paul and Silas had been preaching and teaching and doing the work of the ministry. They had been doing good things. They were in the center of the perfect will of God for their lives. And what did they get for it? They got beaten. Slapped around. Beaten, chained, thrown into prison for doing good, for doing the work of the Lord. Oh, you might be here today and you might be thinking, I was doing right, man. I was loving my family. I was working hard. I was being a good citizen, man. I mean, I was on top of the mountain and then all of a sudden the mountain is on top of me. And you don't understand it this morning and you wonder why. And you cry out, it's not fair. And and you say, I don't understand. Hey, have you forgotten that? we have an enemy? And have you forgotten this morning his vision statement is to steal and to kill and to destroy? Friend, Satan has come against you and your family. And what are you doing about it? What are you doing about it? You know, if a thief came into your house to rob you or hurt you or or, or one or more of your family members, what would you do? Would you just sit by and let him do it? Would you pitch in and help him? Would you tell him where the gun is? Would you tell him where the ball bat is? <laughs> Absolutely not. You would get your gun if you indeed have one. Or you would pick up a baseball bat. Or you'd get a knife out of the kitchen drawer. You wouldn't sit there defenseless. You would, you would put up a fight. You may not have been in a fight in 25 years. But if somebody came into your house. And if somebody tried to rob from you. If somebody tried to hurt you. Or one of your family members. Uh, you might not even remember how to fight. But all of a sudden you'd remember. And you'd grab the thing that was closest to you. And you'd do everything in your power. Amen. To fight against the enemy. Friend, it's it's time that somebody here today grabbed their spiritual weapon and started fighting. You've been passive long enough. Amen. I've got a word for somebody today, and that is you've been passive long enough. You've been passive long enough. You've sat still long enough. You have taken it long enough. And it's time that you stop taking it. Amen. It's time that you stop taking it. The enemy of your soul has come in, and he's tried to rob and steal and destroy. And it's time today you stop being passive about it. It's time today you picked up a weapon and started fighting back. Amen. You've, you've even gone beyond passivity. Amen. Now you are downright negative and you've begun to accept defeat and you started talking defeat and you started accepting defeat. Hear me this morning. Saints are not defeated. If God is on your side, it is impossible to lose. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 2 and 14, Thanks be to God who always, always leads us in triumph through Christ Jesus. I've come here today to tell somebody to get up off of the canvas and fight one more round. I said, somebody needs to hear today. You need to get up off of the canvas and fight one more time. You're down, but you're not out. Get up and fight one more round. 
And hear me this morning, stop trying to fight in your own strength. It's not a physical or natural battle that you are in. It is a spiritual battle. And spiritual battles cannot be fought with natural weapons. Notice Paul and Silas didn't fight with natural weapons. They didn't have a sword. They didn't have a knife. They didn't even raise their fist. It doesn't even say they even put up a struggle, but fight they did. They used the weapon of praise. Verse 25, at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing praise songs to God. Paul and Silas knew the power of praise. They knew they could literally praise their way to victory. And hear me this morning, what happened for Paul and Silas will work for you. And it will work for me. I've got a word for somebody today. Stop pouting and start praising. Stop pouting and start praising. I'm not being unsympathetic to your situation today, but you need more than my sympathy today. You need more than my sympathy today. You need relief. Amen. You need help. You need things to change. You need things to turn around in your life. And this morning, pouting won't change anything, but praising will. Friend, if you pout, you're not going to praise. And if you praise, you're not going to pout. Oh, I'm telling you this morning, you can literally praise your way to victory. It worked for King Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. It worked for Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 16. And I'm telling you this morning, it'll work for you and it'll work for me. We can literally praise our way to victory. Not only do I want us to notice the incident here, but I want us to notice, notice the inclination. The inclination. How many understand we are inclined to whine when trouble comes? Especially if we've been doing right and living good and trouble still comes our way. Now we are more inclined to accept trouble and problems that come to us. We're more inclined to retain a good attitude if trouble comes as a direct result of our own stupidity or as a direct result of a lack of judgment on our part or a bad decision that we have made. We handle it better because we know we had it coming. We handle it better because we know that it could have been a whole lot worse than it was. But when trouble comes through no fault of our own, and especially when it comes, even though we have been doing good and doing everything right and still everything is falling apart in our life, then we are inclined to question God. And we are inclined to question His Word and question His promises and question everything we've ever been told or heard taught about God. We're inclined to start whining. We're inclined to start complaining and becoming depressed and downhearted. Friend, Paul and Silas certainly could have gone uh, this direction. They didn't deserve a beating. They didn't belong in prison. Being cold and naked and suffering from a beating uh, uh, and their wounds going unattended was certainly no piece of cake. Then they definitely could have been inclined to question their calling and begin to evaluate their life and ministry and start saying they're out of the will of God. That's what most people do. You know, when everything's going well and everything's going good and everything's going perfect, ah, I'm in the perfect will of God and ain't God good. But we get a a, a little bump or a little bruise or a little valley to go through or a little deep, dark thing that, that, that invades our life and all of a sudden we feel like we're out of the will of God. I want to tell you, Paul and Silas were right smack dab in the middle of the will of God. They were doing the work and the will of God, and they were suffering because of it. It have been easy for them to be inclined to, to bellyache, to cry, to complain, to sing the blues, to, to, to ask why, to be discouraged, to get, to, to, to get despondent. 
But oh no, sir, they didn't do it. Why? They knew that their only way out of their dilemma was to use their secret weapon, the weapon of praise. Verse 25 again, at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing praise songs to God. I want you to notice what time it was at midnight. At midnight, it's pitch dark. I mean, not even a ray of light. Oh, maybe this describes you today. It's midnight in your life. You don't even have a ray of light coming in. It has never been darker for you ever in your life. What in the world are you going to do? Oh, are you going to throw in the towel? Are you going to raise the white flag? Are you going to stay down for the count? Or will you choose to fight? Somebody needs to get up off of the mat today. Somebody needs to be willing to fight one more round. Oh, somebody needs to look in their arsenal today and see they've got a weapon. It's called praise. And pull out that weapon of praise this morning and I promise you today you can praise your way to victory. Hallelujah. Amen. I not only want to call your attention to the incident and the inclination, but number three, I want you to notice the influence. Man, this is powerful this morning. Notice the influence. Verse 25, at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing praise songs to God. Notice what it says next, and the prisoners were listening to them. The prisoners were listening to them. Listen up, saints, people are watching our lives. People are watching our lives. Both saint and sinner are watching our lives. We are influencing other people either positively or negatively. And friend, I understand this morning, it's easy to praise God in the good times. It's easy to keep a good attitude and a positive demeanor when the kids are well and the job is good and the bills are all paid. But friend, how do we act when things start heading south? Oh, how do we, how do we react to setbacks in our life? Oh, how do we respond when we're handed a pink slip or when somebody falsely accuses us or when we're forced to suffer because of a bad decision that somebody else made? Friend, people are watching our lives and they are watching even closer when we are walking through the valley. What kind of message are we sending people through our actions and reactions? Oh, you might think, well, pastor, I'm nobody. I'm nobody. Nobody is watching me. You'd be surprised who is watching you. This past week, I, you know, I preached a revival for, for my brother in his, in his church. He's my older brother. He's five years older than I am. I'm supposed to be watching him. I'm supposed to be taking my cues from him. I'm the baby of our family. He told his church that I had no clue how much influence that I had had on his life. I'm the baby. I'm the youngest. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the, the little one, you know. Hey, you know what? I like so much. I, I had such a great time because they called me young and little. Uh, amen. <laughs> they did. And I hadn't been called young or little in years. And uh, I got called young and little this, this week several times. Amen. I, I told him I'd come back just to be called young and little. But he told his church that I had no clue how much influence that I had had on his life. He actually embarrassed me with the accolades and the compliments that he publicly placed upon me. Friend, people are watching and people are listening. I said people are watching and people are listening. Be very, very careful what you say and what you do. Let, let, let me stop and meddle just a moment. Is that okay? 
Friend, don't criticize the church or its leadership in front of your kids. I said, don't, don't criticize your church or its leadership in front of your kids. You know, as a pastor, I can tell through your children what you think of me. Did you know that? I can tell through your children what's being said in your home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the kids come running to me and jump into my arms and hug me and, and, and can't leave church without a hug from pastor, I, I know good things are being said at home. And when I try and hug one of your kids, it's like trying to hug an ironing board. Amen. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. I'm not telling you how to feel or, or, or how to, you know, how, how you ought to uh, feel about things or, or, or think about things. But I'm telling you, parents, if you criticize the church and you criticize the leadership of the church at home, amen, in front of your kids, and a lot of people do that. They criticize the church. They criticize the leadership of the church at home. And then they can't understand why their children don't want any part of the church. Friend, all of us are influencers. Paul and Silas influenced those around them. The prisoners heard them. I'm telling you this morning, if you're going through the lowest valley of your life, I sympathize with you today. But I want to tell you, be careful how you go through the valley because there are people that are watching. There are people that are listening. How they heard you stand and testify about how good God was and how faithful God was. Now you're being tested and they're watching and seeing how you're going to respond and how you're going to react to the difficulties that come in your life. Be careful. Be very, very careful. Amen. Notice one more thing in this passage this morning. and this, um, We're now to the good part this morning. Say we're, we're at the good part now. Oh, I want you to notice the increase this morning. The increase, number four. Friend, praise is productive. Praise gets results. Notice quickly four things about praise. Number one, this morning praise gets God's attention. Oh, that's good. Praise gets God's attention. Verse 26, suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison uh, was shaken. Hear me this morning. Praise gets God's attention. Pouting won't get you anywhere with God, but praise will. Somebody said nothing helps a person's hearing like praise. Yeah. Nothing improves a person's hearing like praise. And it's the same way with God. Amen. Oh, friend, does God seem a million miles away? Do, oh, do your prayers seem to fall flat? Oh, does your prayer seem not to get any higher than your head? Try praise. Try praise. Psalm 22 and 3, God inhabits. He dwells. He takes up residence in the praises of His people. Oh, friend, if you can't seem to get God's attention, if God, if the heavens seem to be brass for you, I want to tell you what to do. Try praise. Try praise. Amen. When Paul and Silas began to praise and worship God. They got the attention of heaven. And God came on the scene and God moved in their behalf. Praise gets God's attention. Number two this morning. Oh, this is good. Praise opens closed doors. Praise opens closed doors. Verse 26, there was an earthquake and immediately all the doors were opened. 
Ah, this morning praise opens closed doors. Perhaps you have come against one closed door after another. Oh, perhaps you have knocked and knocked and knocked and knocked on door after door after door after door after door after door and and none have opened. I want to tell you this morning, try praise because praise opens closed doors. Think about this this morning. Just think in a a natural way. Just think in... very practical sense this morning. Think about this. If you've been pouting, how many know when you've been pouting, it, it shows? If, if you've been pouting, it's showing up in your countenance, it's showing up in your speech, it's showing up in your attitude. And here you are with this pitiful attitude and you knock on a door and people peek, uh, peek out at us and they see our pitiful pouting countenance and they say to themselves, I'm not going to open the door to them. <laughs> Whatever they have on them just might get on me. And so they lock and bolt down the door. But oh, hear me this morning, friends, when we start praising. When we start praising, our countenance changes, our demeanor changes, our our talk changes, our face lights up. A sparkle comes into our eyes and people peek out and they see us like this and they swing the door open wide and say, whatever it is on them, I want some of that on me. I'm telling you this morning that praise will open closed doors. If doors have been closed for you this morning, I don't care if it's a spiritual door or a physical door, try praise this morning. Try praising God because praise will open closed doors. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But not only will praise get God's attention, not only will praise open closed doors, but friend, number three, praise will loose the chains that bind us. Praise will loose the chains that bind us. Verse 26, suddenly the earthquake came. The doors were open and then notice, and everybody's chains were loosed. Oh, friend, has the enemy had you bound lately? Oh, has the enemy chained you? Are you bound by something today? I want to tell you this morning, you can get loose from your bondage. You can get loose from the chains. Amen, that binds you today. Try praise because praise will loose the chains that abound us. Praise will loose us and set us free. Oh, friend, if you've been bound in the Spirit, amen, if you've been bound in some way, shape, or form, just try praising and worshiping God and just see if not, those chains will not fall off and you'll have liberty like you've not had in a long, long time. Hallelujah. Oh, notice one more thing that praise will do this morning. Ah, number four, praise will have a domino effect. It'll have a domino effect. Friend, if you've been pouting, you have infected everyone around you with this spirit or attitude. I said, if you've been pouting, if you've been bad-mouthing and down in the, and singing the blues, amen, I want to tell you that spirit or that attitude, amen, is not just on you, but you have affected everybody you come in contact with. But I want to tell you, in like manner, if you'll begin to praise and worship God, begin to get into His presence through praise and through worship, I want to tell you, you can turn things around and not only turn things around for you, but turn things around at home and turn things around at work and turn things around everywhere you go. Amen. Because praise will have a domino effect. Uh, Let's look and see if I'm not preaching the truth this morning. Look at verse number 26. Verse number 26. Acts chapter 16. Oh, suddenly... Well, I like that word too, don't you? <laughs> Suddenly. <laughs> oh, it's been a long, long time. Oh, oh, the devil's had you down for a while. Man, you might even be down to number nine in the count. But I'm telling you this morning that God can show up suddenly. 
suddenly, suddenly, <laughs> oh, well, after they praised and worshiped God, then suddenly there was a great earthquake. All the foundations of the prison were shaken immediately. All the doors were open and everyone's chains were loose. Who's? Everybody's, not just Paul and Silas, but everybody. Oh, they were all bound. Oh, but when God showed up, hey amen, he loosed the bonds from everybody. I'm telling you, just as you can infect others, oh, with your old sour spirit, I'm telling you, if you'll have the love of Jesus Christ and joy in your heart, Amen. If you'll have a, a life of praise, you can also affect those that are around you and infect them. Amen. With a positive praise. Glory to God. Amen. Everyone's chains were loosed. Oh, the keeper of the prison awaking from sleep and seeing the prison doors open. Suppose, man, these guys have vomited. They're out of here. Oh, no. He drew his sword and was about to kill himself. Oh, Paul called with a loud voice. Hey, man, don't do any harm to yourself. We're... We're all here. <laughs> oh, you know what? There's another good point right there, and that is praise will give you some confidence. Amen. Huh? Praise will give you some confidence that you didn't have before. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think the logical thing would have been, come on, let's don't push this thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we've been in, we're, we've been, we're naked, we're bleeding, we've got, we've been beat up, we've been thrown in the dungeon, and, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the doors are open, all of a sudden, uh, uh, our chains are, are, are falling off of us. Man, let's don't push this thing. Let's get out of here. They didn't do that, did they? No, they hung around. Amen. Praise will give you some confidence. Amen. Paul called with a loud voice. Hey, man, don't, don't kill yourself, man. We're not going anywhere. We're all here. Oh, then he called for a light. He ran in, fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. And they, he brought them out and said, Sir, what must I do to be saved? Oh, they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. And then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night, washed their stripes, and immediately he and all... Say all. And all his family were baptized. Now, when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them. And he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. Friend, praise will have a domino effect. Oh, I've got a word for somebody here today. You're down and you're depressed. Oh, oh you've been so passive. Amen. You've just been, uh, begin to just take and just say, well, I guess I just have it coming to me. No, no, no. Yeah, there's a word for you today. God wants you to get up off of that canvas today. He don't want you to let the referee count even one more number today. He wants you to get up one more time today and fight one more round. And the, and the weapon that He wants you to use today is the weapon of praise. And He wants you to praise your way to victory. I'm telling you today, God is in this house today. There's liberty in this place today. And today, if you're down and defeated, you can praise your way to victory. If we could get the worship team back up very, very quickly this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hosanna is what I'm thinking of, Carl. Is that okay? Amen. Hallelujah. I've got a word for you today. You can literally praise your way to victory. Friend, praise will get God's attention. You don't think God's hearing you? You don't think God, you think it seems like God's a million miles away? Try praising because praise will get God's attention. Oh, the doors have been closed for you, whether they're spiritual or natural doors. It doesn't matter. You've knocked and knocked and knocked and knocked. Oh, I'm telling you this morning, oh, oh 
that if you'll praise, if you'll praise Him today, doors will come open for you today. Oh, you've been bound. You've allowed the enemy of your soul to bind you today. I'm telling you, if you'll praise the Lord today, the chains that bind you will come off. And friend, praise will spill out onto those that you and have a domino effect. Does anybody here today need to praise their way to victory? Hallelujah. I'm opening these altars this morning. I want you to come this morning if you need to praise your way to victory. Don't sit there this morning. Don't make me beg you and please you, plead with you this morning. I want you to jump up out of your seat. I want you to run down here this morning and stand in this uh, altar area this morning. We're going to praise our way to victory. Come on now. Amen. Come on. I think everybody ought to be down here this morning. Come on. Get on down here, church. Come on, everybody. Let's get down here. Let's get into the presence of God through praise and worship. Let's see what God will do. God is going to open doors. God is going to break chains and shackles today. How the spirit of, amen, of praise is going to erupt in this place. Don't sit back there this morning. Come on, everybody. Come. Get in.